It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast from YesNetwork.com. Joe Cal, along with the one and only Eric Kennedy from the BigBlueInteractive.com website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web, and I really looked at your website last week when I was following the draft and the days building up to the draft. And, Eric, i got to tell you, you know, aside from what we all thought was going to be a very interesting offseason with Victor Cruz and some free agent signings with the Giants, how do you grade what they're doing so far in building a team going into the season? Well, it's, it's certainly been an interesting offseason because we've seen guys leave that have been sort of mainstays with the team for years, like Bradshaw and Canty have left. Um, and then, of course, then Michael Boley as well. And then we've, you know, we've had free agency and then we've had the draft. And it, it's funny, you, on, if, even on the website, the highest traffic days aren't just game days and aren't just the day after game days, but it's the start of free agency and it's, it's draft. Um, those three days of the draft, and it, the same was true this year. Is as exciting as it is to watch the games. I think a lot of fans like to see how the teams are built, and including the Giants. And it's you know it's it's they've addressed some needs. I think in both free agency and the draft, we can go through both you know through both areas. Um, I think the the real key is going to be because there's going to be so many new faces. How do all these new parts come together, and can they come together quickly enough for this team to get back on top to where they were two years ago? Yeah, and to speak about some of those losses that the Giants had, we kind of knew that Martellus Bennett was going to make a splash in free agency and sign a big deal with another team, which he did with the Chicago Bears, and I think he really is thankful for the Giants for giving him a chance last year to kind of show what he has as a starter, and it really made him a lot of money. So I think the Giants were prepared that they were going to lose him and, you know, the Chris Canty, you know, cutting Chris Canty and kind of, you know, changing the defensive line a little bit with Cullen Jenkins and Peterson coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I like how he does that with the rotation of the defensive line, and you, you knew you were going to say goodbye to Ozzy Umanura because he's been looking to move out of New York now for, for the last couple of years, so he finally got his chance. And, you know, the defensive line is something that the Giants always stress is a big area of importance. But on the offensive side of the ball, I really like the signing of the tight end Myers from uh, from the Raiders. Yeah, he'll, he'll be a nice addition. He caught almost 80 passes last year with the, with, with, with the uh, Raiders. Um, you're right, Martellus Bennett, something, you know, obviously the tight Giants think the tight ends are, are easily replaceable or they weren't thrilled with him because I, you didn't get the sense that they made a small, uh, strong push to keep him. But you, you also had, hit another key name on the defensive side. You know, you've got um, uh, OCU Minora. I don't know how I forgot him. And Kenny Phillips has also left. And then, of course, you've got um, lesser but important guys like Hickson left, too. So it's a lot of faces. But, yeah. To address your question, Brandon Myers is going to be interesting. He comes in. Um, he's a new security blanket for, for Eli. We'll have to see what his blocking is like. I guess he played with a, a bum shoulder last year that affected his blocking. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but obviously he had a breakout year. No one had heard of him two years ago, and last year he, he was, again, one of the most highly productive tight ends in the league. And then they also brought in Lewis Murphy, from the Panthers, uh, who's who's a, a deep threat, 
Um, and he adds a different dimension to the Giants' offense. I think Hickson slowed down with all those ACL injuries. So you had you had Murphy in there with 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 the hopefully Cruz will be back, and you got H- Hakeem Nicks, and then um, Ruben Randall who had a, a bit of a breakout um, game in the last game of the season. So they've got some weapons that um, both to throw to, and then of course at the running back position, it all is going to you know depend on the, how the offensive line performs on offense. And if they get that group together, I think this offensive unit's going to be pretty explosive. Yeah, and I'm pretty happy as a Giant fan going into the season with Brown and Wilson as my running backs because I think that I was very happy with something that the Giants did last year, what they haven't done in past years, and it was short, you know, it was short yardage situations with Andre Brown. He was very effective, uh, Eric, which we haven't seen in years with Brandon Jacobs. We know that he was the big bruising running back, but I think Andre Brown, up until his injury this year, did a really good job, uh, you know, in first and goal where the Giants would just pound it, and we'd get so frustrated in years past where they just get stopped. But I think Andre Brown did a great job, and we know what kind of talent David Wilson has, and hopefully he upgrades his pass-blocking skills so I think it's a pretty interesting situation. I hated saying goodbye to Mont Bradshaw because you love the guy's heart and you, you know that he really wants to stay on the team. And you also hear that Brandon Jacobs want to come, wants to come back to the team, but I think the Giants are pretty much set going with younger guys in these situations. And on the defensive side of the ball, yes, we did lose Kenny Phillips, but I tell you the truth, you know, he's a first-round draft pick, and I never think he really lived up to what the Giants were hoping. And with the cornerback situation, you're going to go into the season as Amukamura and, uh, and Corey Webster is just starting corners. And you get back Ross, who uh, basically said he had a one-year vacation down in Jacksonville. <laughs> and at least he comes in and he knows the system. You know, so you got Entre Roll still on the team. And you kind of hope that uh, they play a little better not giving up the big plays this year in the secondary. And we'll see what the linebacker situation is going to hold with, uh, with Connor. Yeah, I think, and I'm sure we'll get to it in a second, that the one area of the draft that, surprises a lot of Giants fans and you can't do everything in the draft the Giants had eight picks and they they went down to seven when they when they made the trade for the quarterback so when you when you have seven picks you can't address all your need areas but if you told me before the draft that they weren't going to draft a linebacker and they weren't going to draft a cornerback I thought I would have thought you were nuts um they've got to go with the guys that they've got at corner right now and you mentioned the top three Terrell Thomas is also back so we'll have to see, um, you know, he's coming off another ACL injury there, too. So they've got him, they've got uh, J. Ron Hosley. So they've got some guys there. It's just, you know, can, does Webster bounce back? That's huge. If he, he has a history of bouncing back when, when people write him off, but he's also over 30 now, so we'll have to see. But if he comes back strong, I'm less worried about the position. If he plays like he did last year, um, we might be in a little bit of trouble there, but it's nice to get Ross back. He, he's, a, you know, he's he's a, at the very least you, you got a nice solid fourth or fifth corner there. If somebody gets hurt or they need to bring another corner on uh, out there, and then at safety, Stevie Brown was that a one-year wonder with him? Or are we going to see? Are we going to see more of that this year? And then um, I, I'm really uh, optimistic about Will Hill. I, I thought you know the limited amount of, I saw from him last year. I think the kid can hit. I think he's a very good athlete back there um, and playing, playing the football in the air. So I think, you know, safety is an interesting, interesting area, too. Um, and linebacker, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same cast of characters minus um, uh, Michael Boley, but they did add Dan Connor, 
who was actually a pretty decent linebacker when he was with Carolina. Last year he was mainly a backup with Dallas, and he's back in the 4-3 defense with the Giants. And I, I Personally, I think he's an upgrade over Chase. I loved what Chase did, um, but I think, uh, I think Connor has a chance to come in here and kind of do what Martellus Bennett did in terms of make again make a name for himself, and then if he does well enough, maybe he'll get the deal from the Giants rather than than leave and go to another team. Yeah, and we'll also talk about the draft picks in the next segment of the show uh, where the Giants kind of upgraded both the defensive and offensive line. But the last area I want to touch on, what changed in the off season is we said goodbye to Lawrence Tynes. Now you know a lot of fans sometimes were a little nervous when he kicked, especially from long range but he did kick the Giants into a couple of Super Bowls and you, you bring in Brown and you just hope that he's one of those guys where you you know when you need him he's going to be there and the wind is not going to be a factor to him and we'll see how he handles the pressures of kicking in New York. Yeah that, that's, a, that's a big move you know uh, that's not being talked about a lot by Giants fans. Uh, um, Tynes is a guy that I probably liked more than, than a lot of people did and it's probably because of those those kicks um, that he sent them to the Super Bowl. And I know he missed a couple in the Green Bay game, but that, that one that he hit in overtime was probably, in terms of distance and the conditions, probably the greatest kick I've seen from a Giants kicker. And you'd probably have to go back to Pat Summerall um, back in, in, in the 58 game against Cleveland to, to have a similar kick like that in terms of the distance and the conditions and all that. So I, I'm kind of sad to see him go. You're, you hit the nail on the head with 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 uh, Josh Brown. Is he going to be a clutch kicker? Is he going to be a consistent kicker? Because as we all know, uh, two or three games in a season will determine whether you make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs, and whether you make the Super Bowl or don't make the Super Bowl. So that that's that's a big move, and we'll have to cross our fingers and hope he he does a good job. Yeah, a lot of tradition, a lot of history playing with the New York Football Giants, and we're going to come back in the next segment of the Big Blue Breakdown and talk about the newest draft picks and the newest members of the New York Giants team. This is Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy, Big Blue Breakdown Podcast, YesNetwork.com. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back to a special off-season edition of the Big Blue Breakdown podcast here on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow joined along with the one and only Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the Giants' number one fan message board on the web. And, you know, you mentioned it in our last segment before. Your website is really active in the days leading up to the draft and free agency. And i got to imagine, you know, when the Giants are on the clock and when they're sitting there and they're watching these offensive linemen get picked in the draft, you know, I trust Jerry Reese. I really do. I have no reason not to trust him in the Giants scouting department because I think, you know, they do a really good job of addressing needs and just building an overall good team and actually making use of the rookies that they do pick in these drafts. Uh, I think they were a big part of the last two Super Bowls that the Giants had. So, you know, Justin Pugh, who the Giants pick at number 19 in round one, seems like, you know, he's a lunch pail kind of guy, which you always heard Bill Parcells talk about. He's a guy that's going to come to work every day, and he could play many positions on the offensive line, which I think the Giants were very excited about, Eric. And my feeling is I think he's going to be, with the injuries to Boss, I think the Giants have at the back of their head that this may be the future center of the team. Yeah, that's certainly a possibility. The, the nice thing about him is the real strengths of his game are his intelligence, 
his technique because he was coached at Syracuse by Doug Marone, who is a former NFL um, line coach who's now the head coach with the Bills. So he, he was taught NFL techniques. He's smart. He's, and the other thing is he's versatile. He can play all five offensive line positions. They think he can play center, too, which was what you're mentioning. I think he's really the key to this draft. I, I usually think that rounds two through four really determine the – uh, the success or failure of a draft, but in this year, I don't, I don't have that sense. I think Pugh's the guy. I, I, I think the Giants fans that are a little bit down on this pick are. It's because he wasn't one of the guys that was being widely discussed by the, the quote-unquote experts that are out there. And then when you're in a draft and you're picking 19, and six offensive linemen go before 19, you, you're, you know, the, the 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 gut reaction is the Giants saw all, saw all these guys go off the board and that they panicked a little bit and might have reached a little bit to grab this guy. Now Reese is insisting they didn't they didn't reach um, for Pew, so we'll we'll have to see. He, I I think he's a very safe pick. I, because again, he he has the he has the technique, he has he has the feet to play the position, but there are some some um, downsides to the pick as well too. They're sort of envisioning him as a right tackle. He's not a typical right tackle in the sense he's not a, a huge power guy. He, he's more of an athlete than he is a mauler, and he's a technician more than he's a mauler. So we'll we'll have to see with that. I think a little bit too much has been made out of the arm length issue, but. You know, he had certainly addressed as a need, and if you don't take him there, um, the way the offensive line went after the Giants pick two, I don't think he, there is any way he makes it to the second round. And then if you get into the second and the third round, I think you're looking at offensive linemen that are guys that are more projects again that might take two or three years mm-hmm. to seriously compete for a for a starting position. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Pew. May, who may not start this year, but he's certainly going to he's going to compete for a starting position from day one. So that that's the advantage to him is and and I, again I like the kid. We're just going to have to see if if it was a little bit of a reach because there were some really good players available there that we passed on, and we're going to have to see how they do in their NFL career compared to Pew. Yeah, and I think one of the things that the Giants do like about him and are kind of pushing for is that he does start this year. I think that. You know, he comes into a situation with an offensive line where there are a couple of positions that if he stars in training camp that I think they could insert him in the offensive line. And sure enough, you know, that's a lot of pressure blocking for Eli Manning because, you know, he's your franchise right there. And I think what they liked about him is he's, he was very confident. And, you know, they, they liked his competitiveness and he's hardworking and he's very confident. And, you know, hopefully there's a big upside to this guy. And I think the Giants were very happy when they came out of it with him. And, and maybe it's not a sexy pick like people would say, but I think the Bears would have definitely taken him with the next pick. So I, I, I definitely think that the Giants um, got the man that they wanted. And, of course, Reese is always going to say that that's the man they want. That's what every GM <laughs> says. you know. But uh, in the second round, the Giants stay on the defensive line. And going into the draft, you heard the Giants say, we have to get back into the trenches. We have to rebuild offensive and defensive line. The Giants kind of stuck to that. And Jonathan Hankins comes out, and, you know, he's he looks like one of those big guys that the Giants have picked in the last couple of years in either those second or third rounds. One of those big guys that you're going to expect, it like a Mar- like an Austin, uh, that's going to, jam- you know, sit there and stuff up the middle and, 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 and block against the run. But, you know, I can't say the Giants have had any real success with that since, since Barry Cofield. So what do you think about the pick of Hankins, and were you surprised? He's my favorite pick of the draft. He, I, I'm, I'm overjoyed that they got him. He's... I, I think he's different than than 
the guys that they've drafted recently. And again, I, I would put Linville Joseph in that category of guys that you've mentioned, but he, as a guy that has come in and played well. But but um, Hankins is a big, huge run stopper. He's a run enforcer, and they haven't really had a guy like that. Maybe going back to Keith Hamilton. Um, now, Linville Joseph has got a little bit of that in him, but he's a little bit of a, a better athlete. But this guy is one of these immovable wall types. Think of a, a younger Sean Rogers who they've got, and or a poor man's Vince Wolfork, something like along those lines. Now, if he plays anywhere like Wolfork does, that'd be great. But he's he's he was the guy that I, I really liked who the Giants got because I think they, the, the, the ends that the Giants have and the linebackers the Giants have have been made to look worse than they actually are because the tackles haven't been playing well and did not play well last year. Canny was hurt. Um, Joseph started off strong, and I think he must have gotten dinged up too. And then, and then, then everybody else that they had behind him, Kuhn, was lost um, with an injury. And then the other guys just didn't come in and do well. And you had people like JPP playing inside and wearing down. This guy, I don't think, is going to start immediately. He's going to be part of the rotation. But if they can re-sign Linville Joseph next year, you've got two huge, strong defensive mm-hmm. tackles to build around for a few years now. And I, I re- I'm really thrilled with this pick. I, 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 that's, it's the one pick in the entire draft. And I do like their draft. But he's the one guy that I'm thrilled that they got. And the next pick is my favorite, Demontre Moore, who my sons love it already. They're calling him Demonsta. You know, that's his nickname. And, you know, uh, the, the word we always hear about him is relentless, a natural pass rusher. This seems like the Giants kind of guy. This seems like the Giants are sitting there, and they saw that he fell to this spot, and the Giants were so excited to take him. And we always use the word potential. Potential. He's a young guy, 20 years old. And we see potential there. And if any if any team could turn a guy into an effective pass rusher, it's the Giants. And when you're going to play opposite JPP, I mean, you're talking about a guy that really has a big upside if he gets his stuff together because we hear about some, some issues that he might have off the field. And if he takes a step back and looks at the situation that he's in, and he looks at the guys around him and the emphasis that they put on the pass rush in New York, this guy, the monster, could really shine with a New York Giants uniform on. Yeah, he's in a great situation with the Giants because you've got the right coaching staff, you've got the right veteran um, locker room, plus the veterans on the defensive line. So if, if these guys can't handle this guy, no one's going to. And I think falling to the third round is going to be a wake-up call for him. He... Um, you know, now his off the field issues aren't. We shouldn't blow them up more than they are. That you know, there there was um, the most disconcerting thing was there was a, a, a marijuana possession charge um, at one point, and that's the most disconcerting thing because he's got to keep his nose clean with that, with the drug testing and all that. But the attitude stuff doesn't bother me as much. That I think one of the reasons he fell is that his performance at the combine wasn't so hot. He had um, only 12 reps on on the strength test, and he's, his 40 time wasn't so great. But all you have to do is watch this guy on tape. Uh, if you look, if you look at how he played at Texas A&M, this guy is a natural pass rusher. He gets after the quarterback, and relentless is is the the right word with this guy. If if you watch him, his sacks aren't just him cleanly beating a guy or he's unblocked or anything like that. If he gets blocked, he fights and he fights and he fights and he gets he gets to the quarterback, and and I think like you, I'm I'm pretty excited about about this guy with this group, you know, in New York because he doesn't have to come in and start right away, 
but he, he could very easily become, um, you know, human Yora in a year because um, JPP gives you the flexibility of having him because he's so big and strong. You could always move him to the strong side over the right tackle, and then you could have this guy play over play over um, the left tackle. So th- this is a really good pick for them. It's an exciting pick, and like you said, if he can just um, stay focused and 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 dedicate himself to the sport off the field on the field it's not a problem but off the field if he works in the weight room and he and he doesn't go out and he doesn't become a party animal that kind that kind of thing he really really has a chance to be a special player with the giants especially with this group and the two defensive line i thought defensive line was a huge need going into this draft the fact that they came out with two guys that at one time were projected to be first round draft picks mm-hmm. is to me um really exciting for because they basically have pumped new blood into this group and then you combine that with the free agent moves that they they made the defensive line up front with the giants i, I think the, the hardest thing they're going to have to do is who do they cut come august if there's not an injury issue mm-hmm. because i think they've got a lot of bodies of quality bodies at both tackle and then now speaking of players that were rumored to go early in the draft maybe in the top 10 you know this one uh, it it didn't surprise me when the giants traded up to get him but it, it, I, I did the, I did the pinstripe bowl last year for the Yes Network, so I got to see the preview of Geno Smith and and Ryan Nassib leading up to the the game, and uh, kind of looked at all of their highlights and all of their skills and the outcome of the game with Nassib on top and Geno Smith basically having a really bad game in the bad weather. When the Giants jumped up, I don't know why, Eric. I kind of had a feeling when I saw them trade for this pick that they were going to go for Nassib, and he just seems like a Giants type of quarterback that A, showed that he can play in bad weather with the bowl game and comes from a good program. Of course, we all know that this is Tom Coughlin's alma mater. And you already had Pew that you drafted earlier. Now, we're all not going to go throw away our Eli jerseys and forget about (laughs) Eli Manning, but I got to tell you, you know, the Giants haven't done it with the Tom Coughlin regime that much, but I remember when Fossil was the coach when they used to bring in Mike Cherry and we saw Danny Cannell and we saw... uh, uh, some other guys come in like Woodson and you know uh, uh, Romar. This you is got the, a good memory with some of these guys. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's coming to me now. It's like you know, the Giants do like to have a guy maybe as a third string quarterback that they can you know hopefully just keep on the roster. But I think Nassib is going to be Eli Manning's backup for the next four years while he's under contract, and we've been very spoiled with Eli. You know, he, he hasn't had any injury in that one year where it looked like he was going to be out for the season with the foot injury. He came back and played the rest of the season, and he was brilliant. So this NASA pick, I think, was a good pick by the Giants. Sure, it's a fourth-round pick, and they could have got another area of need, maybe linebacker or cornerback. But I kind of like this because I hate it when your starting quarterback goes down maybe early in the season and it basically throws away the rest of the season for you. So I like this NASA pick. Yeah, the, the, the best thing I like about it is, again, you're talking about a guy who many at one time had thought was going to be a first-round pick. And based on Reese's comments and, and, and um, Coughlin's comments, they had him rated at least second round and maybe even higher than that based on what they were saying. They, they kept saying he was in their second row. So to me, that I think they're, they're, they're saying that they had him in a second-round grade. That being said, I can see why some Giants fans are a little bit upset about this because that's what Reese said. Um, we hope he never sees the field. 
because if Eli stays healthy and and uh, um, he doesn't surprise us if there's you know he doesn't retire earlier than expected. You know the question is 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 this is this guy ever going to play? What he is is two things. If 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 barring you know knock on wood, nothing happens with Eli. He's an insurance policy, which you're getting at, and and then he's also maybe future trade bait because you can if you can can develop a guy and he starts playing really well either in mop up time or the preseason. We have seen teams turn around and even get first round draft picks for. For, for quarterbacks. I mean, I think uh, Coughlin did that even in Jacksonville with Rob Johnson. They traded him away and got a first-round draft mm-hmm. pick. Um, so I, I, can see, I can see why some fans are upset. Uh, he, like you said, he's going to be under contract for four years, so he's, he's, it's going to be nice to have somebody there that has all the ability, has the off-the-field intangibles that you look for. Like you said, he's, he's so smart. He scored... I think higher than Manning in the Wonderlick test. He's, he had a 41. He's really, really smart. He come, he leads his team from behind and, and wins games like Eli does. And he made a Syracuse team that really, to be honest, wasn't very good, a, a better team than it, than, it, than it should have been. So then that's what you want in a quarterback. You want a guy that makes makes your everyone around him better. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really thrilled with that. You just kind of sit back and go and say, they'll, you know, if Eli stays healthy – we, we're not. We're never going to see this guy. So it, it, it's mixed emotions. You're right. In, you know, it, if you think with your head, you're right. But you know, with fans with their heart, they're like they want to see. They want immediate um, gratification. They want to see the players on the field and and play and make a difference. But you know, who knows? He could be the next Jeff Hostetler. You know, mm-hmm. if Eli goes down and and this guy comes in and leads them onto a Super Bowl, then then this obviously was a no brainer. And he becomes the most important player on the team. You go yes, from a fourth is. round pick. You know, maybe a guy can remember who the Giants might have picked in the fourth round three years ago, four years ago. Exactly. But a, a guy in the fourth round, if Eli Manning goes down, which hopefully doesn't because I love Eli Manning, if he goes down, this guy becomes the most important player on the team. So I do think a backup quarterback is very important. Sure, we've had David Carr and, and, and the Pillsbury throw boy last couple of times we went to the Super Bowl, and the Giants have been very fortunate. Eli Manning is a very durable guy, but, you know, we, t- we saw the shellac and he took – in the playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers, I remember Justin Tuck saying, we never expect him to get off the ground after some of those plays. Yep. And this is a week-to-week game, and guys are going to come after Eli because that's the only way you beat the Giants if, if, you, if you rush Eli and you could stop him passing the ball. So I think it's a really good pick. And you know what's funny is I heard some of those words that you said that to describe Ryan Nassib, what the Giants thought about him. They said he's a very smart player, arm strength, and he made teammates around him better. He wasn't playing on a good team. Now, I remember reading the book, The GM, that was written by Ernie Accorsi, and I remember reading his scouting report that he had on Eli Manning. Yep. You know what he said? He's a smart yep. player, strong arm, has a winning attitude, and he made players on a mediocre Ole Miss team a lot better than what they were. So maybe the Giants see something here, and like we said, hopefully he doesn't take the field for the next four years. But... And, and there are a lot of people who thought <clears throat> this kid was the best quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. Not everyone felt that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the majority, but there were some really well-respected people who thought, you know, this guy's the best, and he was sitting there in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said to some Giants fans, look, if you're going to have – if you don't live and die by your draft board, then there's no point in having the draft board. If you if you if you – you wake up in the morning of the third day of the draft, and there's somebody way, way up at the top who hasn't been picked yet, and then everyone else is way down, farther down. You got to go with with your system, or there's no point in having the system in the first place. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, if the, he progresses the way the Giants hope he, he progresses, you don't have to go to these one year guys you're signing as Eli's backup for the past yeah. four years on these one year deals. So you're kind of setting that backup position, and you can groom them. And 
you know, instead of bringing in these one years guys, one year guys like Sage Rosenfels, and, and and I know Carr's been here a couple of years, but he's on these one year contracts. You have a guy that's going to be playing in the same system, so he's going to know the system two, three years in, and it's only going to get better and better in case Eli does go down. But we're not the New York Jets. We're not going to sit here and talk about the backup quarterback for most of the show like they did last year, and we are going to talk about the rest of the Giants pick. We have a safety, Cooper Taylor. Eric Herman, offensive guard, and Michael Cox, who's always that late-round running back pick that Reese always likes taking in the draft. So what would you get out of the last three picks of the draft? I really like um, what I've seen on tape, which hasn't been much, but I really like what I've seen from, from Eric Herman, the guard. Um, I saw some cut-ups with him against Penn State, and as a run blocker, he was just, he was just mauling people. He was driving them into the, into the turf. And, it, again, he's from Ohio. Um, so you don't you think caliber of competition, but he was doing this against Penn State. So I'm I, the negative on him is supposedly his pass protection. Is he athletic enough to do that? If he can pass block, which is a huge if, he could be a real steal at that spot. So we'll have to see. It'd be great if they get another sort of Richie Soybert type of player there. Um, this guy, even in terms of run blocking, is better than than Rich Richie was from what from what I saw in the clips. Um, the, uh, the safety is very interesting because he's a size-speed guy, and it sounds like they're already penciling him in to compete for that third safety, that three-safety package, because he he's so big, he's almost like he's almost like a hybrid linebacker, and he's, he's very, very tall for safety. He's 6'5", so he's hard to throw over. So I think he, you're going to have, have him compete with people like Stevie Brown and Will Hill for that spot. And that's one of the reasons why linebacker might not have been as high a priority for them because they, they play so much three safety and they get out of those three linebacker packages pretty early when, when, when teams go to, when they spread things out. And then the running back, I just don't know that much about him other than, other than what I've seen from the Giants. You know, he's a transfer from Michigan, and he's a, he's a big guy with some speed. He apparently catches the ball very, very well. The Giants have done pretty well picking up undrafted free agents and drafting late running backs and this is another guy he's going to come in and and there is a you know there's a there's a room there in the roster for another running back because Andre Brown's been injury prone um you know and Wilson's going to play a lot but he's not the biggest guy in the world so I think the third running back on this team is going to be a pretty important guy and he's going to he's going to compete with um um Terrain or Teran who they got from the Redskins who was waived by the Redskins and um, they even, but I guess they're bringing in Hightower today to work him out. So, they, you know, they, they still need to nail down that third running back spot. So, so you know, he factors in there. But, but you know, overall, I think it was a really a, a, a good draft. I think uh, you know we'd be yelling that they hit a home run if they if they got DJ Fluker in the first round if he had somehow fallen to them. But if Pew turns out to what they hope he is. And again, like you mentioned, he has the flexibility of playing all these positions, which will be key next year too. Because again, the guard situation is going to be unsettled next year with Snee um, making as much money as Booth's going to be a free agent. Um, so you know, it depends on a lot of things. They could have a lot of um, you know, James Brewer could come in and play right tackle, and maybe they they need Pew to come in and play guard at that point. We'll have to see. But overall, I think from top to bottom, they addressed both lines. They they got a they got a uh, safety, which I think they needed, and they and they brought in um, um, the quarterback, which you've mentioned. So I think if you look at the value of the guys in the first four picks, they were all at one point or another considered first round values. So when you you can say that coming out of a draft, that that's pretty good. I think a lot of Giants fans in the negative side say 
hey, we didn't do anything about corner, we didn't do anything about linebacker. Yeah, and as we like to say, Giant fans, and Reese, we trust. And I think we have no reason not to trust this whole system that the Giants have because I think it's been very successful, and that's why I don't get up too high or too low about any of the picks <laughs> that the Giants have because, really, you know, I don't watch every play of college football, and I definitely don't watch how an offensive lineman plays in college football. So I trust the Giants' scouting, and I trust how Reese makes these picks and he addresses areas on the team uh, that need to be addressed. So, uh, you know, we'll see as they go into mini camps and as I report to the start of training camp. And we're going to be back just before training camp to preview the Giants uh, for the for the first part of the season later on. So my last question to you, does this Victor Cruz situation get resolved or does he come in as a one-year free agent? That's a great question. You know, I thought this would be done by now. First, I thought it wouldn't take too long in the beginning, and then when I thought, then once he changed agents, I thought, well, this is going to get resolved soon. He can, he can basically sign the one-year tender, or he can sign a long-term deal. You know, the other option is he could hold out, but I don't think he's going to do that because then he hurts he hurts his his image with Giants fans and his markability off the field, which is great. He's not like another player. You know, a lot of times you say. Oh, there's all these endorsement deals in New York, blah, blah, blah. That's not really true for most players, but Victor Cruz it is. He signed with Jay-Z. He's, you know, he's looking ahead to his post-football career. What better place to be than New York City and, 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 and to build, build his, his image in New York City? I can't imagine he is foolish enough not to take the deal that the Giants have, given the fact that it's best for him to also stay in the area, I think, for his long-term career. So... I don't know why it's taking as long as it did. He's got a good agent now, so hopefully this will get re- resolved fairly quickly. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the thought process. Is. And, and part of it is, is Victor's been quiet. You, we haven't heard a peep out of him, even though you see him at these other events, you know, other sporting events and things like that. We haven't heard what's going on in his head at this point. Yeah, and and once again, I trust the Giants and the way they approach these situations. I love the way Reese handled Michael Strahan in the last year of his contract when he was threatening to sit out the season. So I like the way Reese goes about with free agents, and I trust uh, the offer that the Giants gave him because you got to think about it. The Giants are going to sit here and pay two receivers top money in the NFL, and that rarely happens. And I don't even know how yeah. the Giants are going to do it because they know Knicks is coming up next year, and he's a first-round draft pick. And let's face it, I mean, Knicks, you know, without the injuries, Knicks is, is, is a top-five receiver in this league, in my feeling. And, you know, you just I, I think the Giants are going to wait and see this year with both of them on the team how Knicks does with the injuries because, you know, signing him to a long-term deal with the history of, of problems that he's had I think is a risky situation. But I do like Hakeem Knicks as a player, and I think he's a game-breaker. So, you know, we'll see what the Giants do at that position, and, and, and hopefully by the next time we talk, uh, Victor Cruz will be signed, sealed, and delivered. And we'll look forward to training camp. So uh, once again, thank you for joining me, Eric. It was really great looking at the draft with you, and I think you did a great job on your website of breaking down every pick, what you liked, what you didn't like about them. And keep going back to Big Blue Interactive for all your New York Giants needs, as well as coming back to YesNetwork.com for all of your football, baseball, and all sports needs. This is Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy saying, stay true, stay blue.